you're listening to Crud Talk, a ministry of Fifty Shades of Grace. Everybody's got a story. I'm guessing like me, you've been hurt before. But what if I told you there was more to this life than being stuck in the hurt and sin of your past? Hey, we all have crud, but it's how we deal with it that makes all the difference. Today's episode is brought to you by Village on the Park. Thank you so much for your generous contribution. We thank you for your gift, which allows us to share hope and continue to help people deal with the crud in their lives. So thank you very much. We appreciate it. Welcome everybody to Crud Talk. I'm Sonia Bruner. Are you frozen in the frozen tundra? I mean, the whole entire country seems to be freezing. As a matter of fact, like the North Pole is like warmer than it is here. (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) Woo, it's like super, super cold. Oh my goodness. So I have been hearing, you know, it's Christmas week. I've been hearing from so many people. Um, I just don't feel, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't know what's wrong. I'm not feeling Christmassy. I'm, I just don't, I, I don't know what to do. And so I just, I just want us to take a deep breath together and just know that you're not alone. There's a lot of us that are feeling unsettled and things are up in the air. And there's some really important practical things that we can do to kind of help ourselves with this. So I want everybody to close your eyes. Close your eyes. Can you see it? The snow is falling. The Christmas lights are twinkling. Your favorite Christmas music is playing. You have a cup of the best candy cane hot cocoa in your hands. And there's tons of presents under your tree, perfectly wrapped. You are completely relaxed. And all is right in the world. So what's wrong? Why can't we get the warm fuzzy feels? Why does it feel unchristmassy? I've talked to so many people, even just in the last few days, who are feeling less than ho, 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 and fa, la, la. People that normally are over the top with Christmas cheer, and I have to admit, I am the person who's over the top. Some people are just not feeling Christmassy. Even those people that decorate for Christmas the day after Halloween. That wouldn't be anybody I know, but but you know what I'm saying? All... All of us are kind of just in this limbo, this weird, unchristmassy like feeling. So what is the problem? Where is the hope? Where's the joy? Well, I can't answer that for you. What I can tell you is that maybe you need to go back to the beginning, your beginning. You came into this world with hopes and dreams and then life happened. And now you find yourself in a place you never dreamed you'd be. When I came into the world, I imagined that I was probably a normal kid. I'm thinking I was very expressive, (laughs) probably. Um, I can't remember early days, but my first memories were really not very hopeful or joyful. My memories were filled with pain and a lot of fear. I, I wonder what I dreamed for myself. I looked at the few pictures that I have of myself when I was little, I don't have very many. And I think, who was that girl? What did she hope for? Does she know how her life would be? So let's just get real. I sometimes feel so alone. Even though I have this awesome family that God has given me, I feel alone sometimes. It's just part of my crud. When my focus isn't on Jesus, 
I begin listening to and believing the lies that Satan tries to shout at me. Things like, nobody truly loves you, Sonia, or Rick is just a good guy, so he stays with you because of obligation, or your kids could have had it so much better. Any mother would have been better than you. Horrible, right? Isn't it interesting that Satan has to shout, but all Jesus has to do is whisper, and I know it's him talking to me. I love that. I've worked really hard to deal with my crud, and I'm going to continue to deal with that crud as it comes so that I'm not a prisoner to the past or even the hard things of the present. Okay, I don't want to make you mad, but I think there's a good chance that I might. Let me say this as gently as I can. Those of you that are struggling this Christmas, I I don't want to make you mad. (laughs) Here's the thing. I choose to deal with my crud. Some of you are afraid to do that. And that could be the cause of your less than stellar excitement at Christmas time. Crud that isn't dealt with seeps into every stinking nook and cranny, especially at Christmas. That rotten, stinky, nasty crud. Sometimes the crud happens to us. Sometimes it's our choices, and that's where the crud comes from. Either way, it must be dealt with. A lot has happened since those days when I struggled and I was so alone. I was so full of fear and shame. A lot has changed. Great things have happened, but hard things too. So whenever I'm feeling like I've lost my joy, I go back to the beginning. I look at my life, my heart, what I'm thinking about, and I ask myself, is there some crud that I need to deal with? So Christmas is not doing it for you this year. Let's deal with some crud. So how do we do that? Remember the fire drills we had when we were a kid? They say, if your house is on fire, what are you supposed to do? You stop, drop, and roll to make it through, right? So that's how we're going to approach this Christmas crud, by using the old stop, drop, and roll method. You with me? Okay, let's do this. When you're down, when things are going crazy all around you, stop. Stop what you're doing and go to Jesus. Some of you might be thinking, um, Sonia, Jesus never leaves us. Ah, that's true. But we leave him. We lose our focus and we let other things become more important than Jesus in our lives. In fact, because of crud, we can become self-reliant and determined to do it ourselves, maybe in our own strength. And Satan laughs in our face as we struggle more and more and more. The other day I was sharing a dream with a friend that I had had probably, oh, I don't know, several months back. And she was like, oh my words, Sonia, you need to share that on your podcast. So anyway, I had this dream that I was fighting trying to do, trying to help, trying to fix, trying, trying, trying. I felt plastered against a wall with this like strong forearm up against my chest. I was struggling. I was trying to break free to shake off the arm that was pinning me there. I was frustrated. I was crying. I was angry, really angry. All I wanted was to get this person off me and break free. No matter how much I struggled or I pushed or I screamed or I thrashed around, I couldn't move. I was pinned against that stinking wall. I could feel their breath against my cheek and I was getting more and more ticked off, raging actually, because whoever was holding me wouldn't back off or let me go. At first, I thought it was a memory from when I was being hurt and held down against my will when I was little. 
actually, (laughs) that's exactly how it felt. I kept feeling their breath against my cheek. As I was about to scream, get off me, I turned towards their face. As I opened my mouth to scream, my eyes locked with theirs. It was Jesus. Everything went into slow motion. I'd breathe in, he'd breathe out. My heartbeat slowed to match his. In fact, that's all I could hear was his steady heartbeat and mine. Breathing in, breathing out. He didn't say any words. He didn't do anything. He stared at me and waited until I stopped struggling. He looked me in the eye and waited for me to stop, to stop fighting him, to stop trying to do stuff in my own strength, to stop trying to be the boss and be my own savior. He waited until I stopped and surrendered. Oh, we, there's so much I could say about this. Oh my goodness, there's so much to it. Some of you have been fighting the Lord for a long time. You know all the right things to say and do, but you won't give him your heart. You're like a caged animal, scared out of your mind, fighting and trying and trying and trying. And in order to protect yourself, you'll do anything to not have to get hurt or to surrender to something or someone you don't know if you can trust. You're scared to stop because if you stop, then what? What's going to happen? You're more scared of the unknown than anything else. I believe that busyness, stress, chaos, feeling out of control, thus doing anything to have control is one of Satan's greatest weapons. It distracts us. It makes us feel important and necessary. And the stress of being busy all the time keeps our hearts from resting. It keeps us constantly moving, responding, overreacting, doubting. It keeps us insulated, isolated. You fill in the blank. Stop. Stop what you're doing and go right to Jesus. For those of you that know Jesus, go back to where you and he began. Remember how he saved you, what he saved you from, how he changed your life. Go back to his word and his forgiveness. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about because you don't know Jesus. To you, he's some, someone in a storybook, but you haven't been changed by him. Just stay with me, okay? Just stay with me. The next thing we do when things are out of control and we don't know what to do, it's Christmas time, we're stressed, we're not feeling it. Next thing we do is we drop. We drop it. And then we drink some water. What do I mean by that? Exactly what I said. First things first. If you are feeling lifeless, you're probably thirsty. (laughs) That's so good, y'all. That's so good. If you are feeling lifeless, you are probably thirsty. But instead of drinking water, we drink other things to to try and quench our thirst. No matter what we try to drink, we're always still thirsty. I'm talking to myself right now. I'm talking to me. You can't go very long with no water. Why? You become dry and brittle. Jesus is the water that we drink. He is what we truly thirst for, and he's the only thing that can quench our thirst. Quit trying to quench your thirst with things of this world. It's a dead end. It's going to lead you to a dry, parched, and lifeless existence. Instead, drink the drops that can give you life, 
that will give you encouragement and restore your joy so that you can live a life that is immersed and overflowing in faith and hope. And then drop, we're talking about drop. First we stop, then we drop. The other part of drop is then drop what you're holding on to that's not from Jesus. What I mean is some of you have been holding on to things like guilt or shame. You've been holding on to the hurt or you've been angry and you're struggling to drop it and forgive. Would you have the courage to let go? Would you drop it and leave it at the feet of Jesus? But here's the thing. You can't pick it up. The temptation is to pick it back up when things don't go how we thought they should or in our timetable or the person that you forgive hurts you again, then you find yourself wanting to pick it back up. Something happens when you choose to drop it, when you stop, when you let go and drop it and lay it down. It's like in my dream. Once I stop struggling and fighting and doing it in my own strength, once I stopped and dropped the fight, that's when I could see Jesus. How many times do you and I thrash around in life fighting things from the past because of fear or maybe out of, I don't know, out of a place of crud that we've never dealt with? Or maybe we fight when things are out of control, but yet we're killing ourselves to get and maintain control. And we crash into stuff and we get hurt more and more and more. And all the while, if we could just stop, if we could let go, drop it, and give it to Jesus, we'd be free of it. When we let go and drop whatever it is that's hurting us, it no longer has the power over us. Do you get that? And it's the ultimate act of faith when we trust Jesus enough to give it to him and believe that he will take care of it and us. Y'all, come on now. That is good. (laughs) That is good. Mm. Last one is roll, as in bread, as in tootsie. (laughs) No, roll as in let's roll, live, love. Some of you have stopped living. You've given up. You didn't get the life you always wanted and now you're giving up. You're stuck. And what's worse, you've chosen to be stuck. When I was little, I remember running to the top of the hill and then lying down on the grass and rolling as fast as I could down the hill. I love that. Life is no different. You need to roll with it. When you roll something, it always comes around again. You don't stay in the same place or in the same position. You keep moving. You keep going. I could have easily given up. I wanted to. I could have become exactly what I was told I would be. Nothing. Unlovable. Dirty. Worthless. I was treated like an animal and I could have blamed the world and God for my pain. But instead, Jesus patiently and all-consumingly loved me through my crud and made me new. He taught me a new way to live, to think, and to believe. And he's never stopped teaching me these things. I need the reminders. So do you. If you find yourself disappointed, hurt, lifeless this Christmas, you are the one that has the choice to change your situation. Your heart, your attitude, your determination can all be conformed to God's word and the life-giving power of Jesus Christ. If you've been running away from your past, deal with your crud. Are you thirsty? Well, what have you been drinking? Is it the truth or is it a cheap substitute? If you need Jesus, give your life to him. You can trust him. 
if you didn't have the kind of life that you always wanted, make that life for yourself now. Live. Roll, baby, roll. It's never too late to begin something new. I talk about this all the time. Start a new tradition. A tradition is something that you do again and again. But all traditions had to start somewhere. Do for yourself what you never had before. It doesn't matter what you did or didn't have before today, does it? I mean, could any of us change the past? No. Begin today. Start something new today. And watch what Jesus can do with a heart that's open. Jesus was the first to stop, drop, and roll. Did you know that? He stopped what he was doing and came to the earth as a baby in a world that didn't even want him. Jesus stopped the penalty of sin and gave us a chance to live with him forever by saying, if we could only accept his gift of forgiveness and believe in him, he would save us. God dropped his son right into the world as a little baby, knowing that Jesus would go to the cross and die for us. And once Jesus took that sin upon himself, the stone was rolled away. Like how I did that. And that stopped death forever. Stop, drop, and roll. Listen to this, John 3, 16. It's one of my favorite. For God so loved the world. That little word so means extravagantly. For God so loved the world, the world is us, that he gave his one and only son. That's Jesus. That whosoever not the pretty ones, not the rich ones, not the super smart ones, that whosoever, that's everybody, believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life means forever. Christmas isn't about stuff, and you know this. It's about Jesus and you. So where are you at with Jesus? Do you know? So why was Jesus born in a stable? Of all the places that could have been born, that he could have been born, why do you think he chose the stinky, smelly, messy barn? Could it be that he chose that very place because it was exactly like the lives of the people that he was coming to save? You and I are messy. We stink. We sin. We think we're so clever and that we can independently live our lives and Jesus won't see or know. We think we can keep secrets. There are no secrets from Jesus Christ. He made us. By allowing himself to be born in a stable, it was as if Jesus was saying, see, there is nothing that will turn me away. I came for a life as stinky, smelly, and evil as yours. Oh, oh, and and who did Jesus invite to be the first ones to meet him here on earth? Remember, Jesus is the king of the world, creator of everything. And who did he want to meet first? Shepherds. Poor, lowly, stinky, smelly, unpopular, lower class. They had absolutely nothing to offer Jesus but themselves. Oh, Jesus wants a relationship with you. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to give him your heart, everything you are. And when you do that, he will forgive you. He will never leave you. you. He'll walk with you for the rest of your life. And the Bible says when you do that, you are saved. Listen to this. This is in Luke 2, uh, verses 10 through 12. And the angel said to the shepherds, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. All Jesus wants is to be invited in. And God will send his son into any stinky barn of your heart. (laughs) 
when you ask him, when you invite him. Hmm. Y'all, I keep thinking about my dream. You know what the scariest moment of that was? When I stopped what I was doing. Terrifying, actually. I felt helpless. I felt weak, out of control. You know what the greatest feeling was? When I stopped. When I let go and I dropped it. Why? Because I chose to do that. The most powerful action ever. The power is in the choosing to do it. Stop, drop, and roll. I don't know where you find yourself this Christmas, but I do know that what you see now, what you're walking through now is not all there is. There's more. If you'll have the courage to deal with your crud, to forgive, and to trust Jesus Christ, you can do anything. My prayer is that you regardless of how you feel this Christmas, regardless of where you're at, what you think you know, what has been your experience, regardless of that, my prayer is this, that you will trust Jesus Christ and know that you are loved, period. No ifs, no buts, you are loved struggling this Christmas, stop, drop, and roll. Give Jesus your heart and trust him. He will not fail you. This is Sonia Bruner. My ministry is called 50 Shades of Grace, and my website is soniabruner.com. I pray that today you will know you're loved. I'm Sonia Bruner. This is Crud Talk. See you next time.